everybody was going. So do you edit all that out? That five, four, three <laughs> countdown. Yeah, all that gets cut out. Are you gonna cut this out or are you gonna restart? So Kerrigan's baby. Hey everybody. I'm just asking on? a question, man. I think it's a legit question. Hey everybody, what's going on? This is your boy Pablo, aka Grandma Grandson, aka the Bearded Wonder, aka Pod's Gift, the Pod Boss, man of a thousand names, Mr. Moore, aka the HBCU, Pinkies Up, and we are here with another episode of Toxicology Report. I don't know why I keep doing these, but I keep doing these. Um, and as always, it's your man, your mellow. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell him who I am. Oh, you don't want to tell him? No. It's your boy, best friend, a.k.a. the colonizer, a.k.a. the great white hype, a.k.a. white meat. So it's what's for dinner. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I got a story about HBCU, too. After she... It is Black History Month, sir. Do not... I can't talk shit. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Um, and as you can see, um, we have a guest. People keep coming to the show. All right? I don't know you why. Know, I'll ask. You got bad personality, so I don't know why people come. Yeah, I'll ask, and they keep saying yes. So as long as they keep saying yes, we're going to keep having guests. Yeah, you get more yeses when you ask for that than sex. Ooh. Ma'am, can you introduce yourself? <laughs> Hi, um... My name is Farrah Saunders. I'm the founder of Ambiance Media Group, um, a PR and marketing firm located in Bowie, Maryland, and I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having, having me. I think your marketing is about to go down the drain today. <laughs> You're like, man, that guy shot her in the foot. Mm. So, we'll see. Miss um, Marketing, how did you like the, uh, the promo for the show? Um, I thought the promo was trash. okay. It was trash. It wasn't great. I didn't, I didn't even know we had a promo. I think the beginning was a little long. Okay. Um, it could, you know, a little, it could have, yeah, the beginning music. Oh, you're not wearing my phone. I, I like, I like, you know, feedback. You got to give it to him hard. Yeah. That way you can get swallowed. It's a tough pill to swallow. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the beginning was a little long um, okay. before you actually saw the person's face. Mm -hmm. um, so the attention span just, gotcha. it's like, okay, where is where is this going? But, yeah, I, I would have cut it in half. Okay, cool. Next time, yeah. cut it in half. So, I, so it's, and I'm not a pro like you, but you got about 30 seconds to grab somebody's attention with something that's going to keep them. More like two. Well, I, I, I'm used to the phone. The, the process, too. Yeah. So hey, I'm with her. 30 seconds is Two seconds, I'm with you. On Instagram, media, whatever that stuff is, yep, yep, I'm with you. That's mm -hmm. why you divorced now. Two, yeah. seconds, two seconds is good for you. That's all she could get. That's all she needs. That's all she can handle. Shaking my head. <laughs> Shake and bake. Oh, uh, so, um, not sure if you watched the show. Probably not, by the faces you're making. Um, but <laughs> we do have a warm-up uh, icebreaker question. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I wasn't actually the one I found on my phone, but I'm going to ask you this one instead because this is going to be interesting. So, yeah, go ahead. So, let's say uh, you and uh, your significant other are out and about, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, you're enjoying life, celebrating, you know, victories and all that good stuff. Oh. He gets a little loosey goosey. Mm -hmm. He starts running his mouth a little bit. Mm -hmm. Another gentleman knocks him out in he front of you. He takes an L in front of you. Mm hmm. What is your uh, reaction and how do you see him <clears throat> that day for? What is my, so, okay, just so that I can probably understand this. Mm -hmm. So we're not talking about Debo, we're talking about like a little Cat Williams type dude, yeah. knocks your man Somebody out. Size with him. Yeah. 
and then knock somehow. Yep. And then what? How you gotta I pick him up? Like, what do you, you do have, from you that point? You literally have to pick him up. So he's drunk, and a guy who knocked. No, him not out drunk. Not necessarily drunk. No, they, it could just just got in the altercation, got knocked out. Okay. Um. Carry him home, like we going home, and okay. we gonna have a better time. You know, he's feeling better. We are gonna have a little recap <laughs> about what happened. <laughs> You might not want to recap that. He might, man. See, put that um, in the back where you don't remember. She's a good one. No, so we're gonna have a little, a little recap. I would, I would have a little recap, like what, ha- what happened, you know. But then also too, I don't know. Depending on how the fight was, I'll end up jumping in. I don't mm. know. Like he just jumping see. So you're gonna be that girl that took that 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 knockout when she was trying to sit over her man, protect her. She might got hands. I'm just saying, like if. I'm just saying, like, what if you get knocked out too? Now you really mad at him, or you just like, eh, I did it for the. If y'all both get knocked out, that's crazy. I I think that's funny. Looking back at it, I'm like, that shit was funny. There you go. See, living life. Oh same. man, you kick his ass to the curb. <laughs> Look, Why? I ain't Tyson, but I got hands, so. But everybody loses. Everybody loses. You're right. Everybody Absolutely, I got beat up once. one and a half times in my whole life. But I mean, especially if he gave it all he got at the mm-hmm. in the moment. Right. But what <laughs> if know? he was the one who started it? Yeah, what if he started? The he fight? started it and got knocked out. I'm like, chill. Like, uh, I can't be taking you out in public and okay. having to worry about carrying you home all the you time. Know? Before you even get to that point, I'm the type of person that will interfere and be like, "Yo, calm mm-hmm. down. Let's move this back. Come on, let's go." So what if he didn't give it all he got? What if it just looked bad from the beginning? Then we talk about it the next morning. Like, we... like, like that night you found out your man don't have hands. I'm going to laugh. You know, what I'm doing is if I got knocked out like, in front of her it. and she laughed, like when she's sleeping, I'm packing my stuff up and leaving. I mean, I wouldn't, me again. I'm not laughing at you in mm-hmm. the moment. It's something that we talk about. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, stuff like that, nah. you just have to like shake No, because what's going to happen is... Two weeks later, when they get in an argument, she be like, "That's why you got your ass knocked out. Don't make me go find that dude at the restaurant again." But why would I throw it back? Because that's what women do. Well, women are toxic. Men are toxic. Absolutely. Well, we all we all be toxic. We all well, I I know that. (laughs) We like I can melt steel. We can all be toxic human beings at some point in time Mm -hmm. in our lives. But I just feel like if if that's your partner, if that's your best friend, if that's your dog, like so you ain't never took a low blow at somebody. I'm sorry, but I'm just saying, I feel like she's bullshitting us right now. You mean to tell me you ain't never took a low blow? Of course I've taken a low blow. And that's not the ultimate low blow to take? But I don't, I'm not going to take that type of low blow. Like, it, it takes me a minute to even get to that point. It takes me a minute to even get to that point of anger, upset, and just, just start throwing stuff in your face. you know when you be like, your baby mama ugly, that's the low blow. But this is lower than that. Again, it is like, lower than that. Yeah, again. anybody can talk about your ugly baby mama, but you get knocked out in front of your current girl, and she says that's why you a punk and got knocked out. Then you got no manhood that's not, left. That's not even my language. Like I don't, I don't yeah. even talk like that. So. She, she don't even seem like she talk like that. I don't I'm even talk like that. Every girl gets mad. <laughs> Every yeah, we all get mad. We all get upset, but it takes me a minute to get there. Like it, you have to egg me on and order. <laughs> For me to reach so you that level, that. like you don't have to. I'm not just gonna say that out of nowhere just because I'm upset. Nah, she ain't you. That's, okay. that's all I heard. Right There's here. better people in the world than me. Exactly. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Farrah. Yes. <laughs> tell us. Uh, tell us about yourself just a little bit, please. 
Born and raised in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know she got hands. Brooklyn Park? No. Brooklyn no, Glen Crown Heights. Um, born and raised in uh, Crown Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, went to school at, in, in D.C. at American University. Nice. Um, moved to Seattle after college. Lived in Cali. Lived in Hampton Roads, Virginia Beach. And now I'm back in the DMV. And now you're here in all of this glory. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's a wonderful place, by the way, sir. Don't, don't, no, no, you're, you're right. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, you haven't moved yet. It's a wonderful place, you're right. So, what, <laughs> so what yeah. made you go, what made you move to the West Coast? Um, work. Uh-huh. So, after when I was in, in college at American, there was this program called, um, the digital talent program with Cox Media Group. Mm -hmm. And I knew that after graduating from college, I didn't want to move back home. Nice. Um, I didn't want to move back to New York. Mm -hmm. I knew my mom at the time. She was also looking to purchase a home out here in Maryland. So I just didn't want to go back home to live. So um, probably like six months before graduation, I already knew the job that I was going to have because of of that program. Mm -hmm. Um, There was about five to six different positions within the digital talent program over probably 200 people students applied i decided to pick seattle because i knew the competition wouldn't be as high because mm. which millennial there ain't nothing in to, exactly <laughs> which millennial like would really right pick okay. seattle that's not to say i didn't have competition like i i still had to interview for the role and you know go yeah. through a series of rounds but um millennials the other positions were like in Atlanta Florida that's where everybody really wanted to go but I'm like I have a greater chance in getting getting into this program if I you know go uh, a route that not the average person would would take Mm -hmm. so I knew I had the experience I just had to sell myself and in a row so yeah I got the position and I went out went out west and um I worked as a digital consumer producer for Cairo 7 News in Seattle. So, so I was on your page, stalking. Um, <laughs> That's creepy. Not even gonna lie, stalking. Very creepy. So, uh, like, you was on TV very young. Like, yeah. Like, when like me and him were, you know, <clears throat> trying to graduate, you was on TV. Like, was TV the, always the goal for you? Um, it was at one point in high school, I did a lot of theater mm-hmm. and I knew that I wanted to do something in entertainment. Um, and then throughout college, I always had, you know, my, my job at Fox five local news in New York city and good day, New York. And so we, um, like I got, I got to meet so many different celebrities would come by to do the segment. That. Um, I would help produce the segments, you know, be up at 4am the morning show and stuff like that so i always wanted to do something in like entertainment production the more that i got into media though like i fell in love with the back the the behind the scenes Mm -hmm. um because the anchors the reporters the lifestyle hosts like they don't really call all the shots not unless Mm -hmm. they get to that level of like national tv then they'll have more so of a say Mm -hmm. but when you are evaluating you know stories for the day and you know, you're assigning this person to to what? It's really the producers, the news directors that, you know, steer the show. And so that's that's what I fell in love with. Mm. Yeah. I was in theater too. 
Yeah. Yeah, he used to make fun of me a lot. He was a <laughs> nerd. Tenth grade. He was a nerd. <laughs> I was in theater. I played sports. I did all that. Um, but that's super dope. Super mm-hmm. dope. Yeah. So, so um, since we're here, yeah, I'm going to try to steal some free advice. What can me and him do? Kick me off the show. <laughs> Number one rule: get him off show. That's what he wanted to say. But no, what can me and him do to, you know, better promote our show? Um, I think so. There's there's a few things. I definitely. Oh wow, we're that bad, sir. No, no, you're, you're not. That bad. No, 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 no. I think what you guys have here is something special, especially because you guys are opposite. Like you're way, way left field, and he is like more mellow. neutral. And yeah, so you guys complement each other, and that's what really makes a great um, TV show. However, though, I would start off with the branding, mm-hmm. um, better branding, uh, website. Um, and then also the aesthetic of things, too. Um, definitely promoting in terms of like your your shorts, mm-hmm. clips of things, not too long, but more um, zoomed in on the guests and stuff like that when you're uh, doing the interview, whenever you start mm-hmm. clipping yourself for promotion. So I think it goes from there because the, the conversation is, is it what carries the podcast, right? Yeah. Um, but the branding is really what makes people turn their head twice and actually want to like stay and and listen. People people listen with their eyes first. So what she said is you have a boring sex life. And she said you're ugly. So I don't care. That's why <laughs> looking. You're, you're too ugly. Don't put me on it. Don't brand me. You gotta put you, you gotta put a, a luchador mask on your face. And nobody oh, now you want me to wear hoods and mask now? <laughs> Come on. Bro. You wore a hood the last time, remember? You Mr. White Hood. That's what you called yourself. Oh Lord! Yeah. You can't believe anything he says. It's, it's, yeah, it's YouTube's forever, sir. Yeah. YouTube's fake. It's all AI generated. Yeah, okay. You have any questions? Um, you want to you want to tell your HBU sir? Nah, I, I I really am intrigued by what she does. Like, yeah. so I'd like to learn more. Go ahead. Because obviously, you know, there's entrepreneurs out there. Like yourself. Uh, like myself, you know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't realize, like, this is a show, right? Mm-hmm. So you got personalities, right? So people don't really understand that when you get on here and you go far left or, like, a whole other planet, they're like, oh, that's just him. That's not, just that's a show. Let me say far right because they took us off the show. I know, dude, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that <clears throat> the ability to market properly is essential obviously it's essential with everything whether you know mm-hmm. it's a grocery store business car dealership whatever um but to have somebody that's doing that so people can come to you mm-hmm. and pay you to do that so do let's say hey i don't know anything about technology right mm-hmm. he don't it's not a lie and i say hey i want to do this and you're like hey i'll do your shorts i'll do this i'll record out you do all that or i got to record my own stuff give it to you and then you chop it up yeah so i if I could be quite honest with you, I really don't work with a lot of podcast um, podcasters. Should I say? Um, We're the poor people of the entrepreneurship. <clears throat> no, I so I do work with a lot of publishing, like media companies, like people who are looking to publish their own, like have a, their own publication, like an Essence magazine or like an Ebony or like an Exo Nicole, right? Um, I work with those type of types of people as well. Um, so with us, you can record and we can edit everything for you. Yeah, but 
when it comes down to the podcasting, like in terms of editing your audio and stuff, that's something that we're not going to do. Yeah, I'm not, I hate podcasting. I don't care about podcasting. <laughs> I'm talking about separate business stuff. Yeah, so like separate business stuff. Yeah, so we'll edit the content. We'll run the ads. We'll do the PR behind it. Um, we'll create basically the full-on sales ecosystem so that your brand can make can make money. And there's different people. It's about eight of us on our team. And so each of us hold, holds a different hat. Um, I have a brand and design strategist. I'm more of PR and sales because at the end of the day, I don't want to be a broke creative. Mm-hmm. I've always been like that. If I'm going to create something, I need to know how to make money from it. Okay, so two questions. So one, do you have packages like... For the average part, <clears throat> sorry. Hold on, he has a clothing brand. Okay, that's no, what, I'm just. That's what he's beating I'm not even. No, I'm not even worried about myself. I'm I not, know you want, but but I'm just asking for the average know, person. That, the world, he has a clothing brand, customized but, clothing. But this isn't about me. If this you is, watch the show in the middle of the show, it's going to be a break. It's going to be a long commercial with his stuff. And she it. said it's too long, so he probably no, did no, too long. She's not your commercial. Your commercial is just right. Okay, but so, no, for real, but, like the people that. Like, would have these questions that would watch the two people that watch the pod. Um, now, sir. They're going to say, hey, number one thing that always comes to mind, what's the cost? Right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people think PR companies is like, hey, it's going to cost me thousands of dollars to generate 50 bucks. Or so, one, do you have packages broke down specifically for different type of criteria? And then, two, what do you rate your success on? So, like, do we say, hey, I increased your website um, views or your TikTok, whatever views by 10, 20%. That's success. That's what, mm-hmm. we're, that's what we're getting paid for. Or is there a specific thing that you look for for success? Yeah, so every, every client is different. Every client and every business is different that we work with. But So I, w- I would say this. We do have different packages, but we are starting to roll out um, an academy. It's, it's going to be called the Build Out Loud Academy where brands that are just starting out or ne- don't necessarily have the retainer fee every month to pay, you know, to pay us for our services, we're basically teaching them how to do it for themselves. So like how to build your own PR and marketing in-house. Um, and then based on what we teach you, you can utilize interns in the meantime, between time to help you get there or contractors or freelancers to help you you know, get there versus hiring a firm to do everything and you're not at that stage of of your business yet to even afford a $2,000 per month retainer or a $7,000 per month retainer. So it it honestly depends where my client is. I start everybody off with an audit, an audit blueprint. So you can tell me what your goals are and then we'll create the blueprint from A to Z. From there, if you want to... um, you know, move forward with us, by all means you can. If not, after we go over the blueprint and you just don't have the funds right now, at least you literally have the game plan to get you from point A to to B to, you know, um, start seeing success and start seeing your numbers increase. And I think that's important because I think in the real world, I think there's a lot of people out there that have really good ideas. Mm -hmm. They just don't have the ability to finance those ideas. Same thing with sports. I tell my son all the time. There's really good kids out there, especially in the urban community, that's super fucking good at sports, right? Yeah. Really good. But they'll never get that opportunity because their parents don't have the funds to showcase them like other mm-hmm. kids are. And put them in position. Yeah. Exactly. It's all about your position, your environment, your resources. 
Um, all that stuff matters. I, I mean, I didn't always have money to like invest in myself. Um, but fortunately I did, you know, have, have a mom who, you know, did what she needed to do to, you know, kick me off, you know, just get me on the right, down the right path. Um, but it, it's, it took some time to figure out. It took some time to, to learn, like everything that I teach now is because I already done it. Like I already tried it. So if a client comes to me who, who's an author and says, I want to launch this book and I'm trying to make sales and I don't know how to promote it. I'm a self-published author. I don't talk about it, but I've done it. I've sold, um, impacted a lot of women. Um, and then I moved on. I feel like it's okay to try different things. I feel like there's so much pressure. Like I got to do this one thing. I got to do this right. Like, no, try everything. You want to do something, you have an idea, launch it, try it. If it fails, so freaking what? Like (laughs) I too have impacted a lot of women. Really? (laughs) I'm pretty sure you have. In a, in a negative way. That's why I'm divorced. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm divorced too, by the way. See? So. Congratulations, right? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say congratulations, yeah. but... I had a party when I know. got one. But to your point, WD-40, right? Do you know what WD-40? No. you know how they got the name? No. There was a 40th time that they've tried to create their product, and it finally worked on that. So 39 times they failed, to your point. Mm. So when you're out there, you're like, hey, you're giving up. WD-40 got that way because they failed 39 times before they really came up with that to make yeah. it succeed. Yeah. So you, it's it's like you just got to go out there. And and if you don't like something anymore, you want to stop doing it, I think a lot of times it's so heavy on like, don't give up, don't give up. And yeah, don't give up if it's something that you really want to do. But if it's something that no longer interests you or like make you happy, like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's okay. Like. Mm. On to the next. I agree. Pivot. There's a million ideas that you can have. Like the first one or two or 100 might not be the right one, but it's going to be that 101 or 201, whatever. As long as you don't give up, you're going to hit it. So yeah. what would you say to people who are scared to pivot? They get into that comfort zone of, I'm just going to be here. It's going to be all right. I'll just fight he's, through it. He's asking for himself. <laughs> um. What would I say to somebody who is afraid to pivot? Yeah. Um, like, they don't know when to, like, just pull the, the parachute. Like, this is not going to work. Like, I got to get out of here. I think they have to ask themselves the question of, are you more afraid of staying the same? Or are you more afraid of what, you know, people are going to think about you? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we're, we're caught up in a, in a world of people-pleasing, and what is somebody going to think if I decide to do this or that? And it's like, girl, boy, like, ain't nobody thinking about you. Like, <laughs> they got their own problems. They got their own concerns. Do what makes makes you happy. But I think there's fear of failure, mm-hmm. right? I think there is fear of failure. I think people are comfortable with being in certain situations because that's all they know, right? It's just like being comfortable in a toxic situation that you know is unhealthy for you but you're still in it because that's your comfort that's all you you've known or that's all you that's all you've experienced for the past you know five ten years so you don't know what it's like to really be at peace right um and i say go for it like feel forward like pick up like you know um i think that a lot of people that get out of it completely that give up a hundred percent that won't keep trying are the people that don't know when to pivot that spend and invest everything and they go so far in the negative 
that there's no way they they can pivot at that point and start over again because they've already dug that deep of a hole. So I think everybody has to find that point and set their goal from from day one. Like, hey, if it ain't working by this day, if I'm not at this point, whatever the case may be, I got to do something. I got to pivot. I got to change. Because you hear stories all the time from famous people who say like, hey, I was I was one day away and then I got this call for this audition or I was one day away and then this happened and it changed everything. Mm-hmm. All you need is one yes. Mm-hmm. Like, all you need is one yes and one opportunity. And I remember when I had to pivot. Like, you know, going through deciding to leave my last relationship and bet on myself and rebuilding my life back up. I literally, I left, got my own spot. And that same, I think in those same months, I also got laid off from work, right? So during that time, I was so focused and heavily focused on my clothing company, um, TBH Athleisure, um, that I was already in PR doing marketing for other brands. I had no choice. I was <laughs> I was divorced, laid off. I was like, okay, what's 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 next? Dropped out of grad school, moved back home. Credit score going down the drain because I'm like living off of credit cards, mm. like. I, Tom pivot, Tom do something like, girl, you know, like yeah. get it together. Um, and instead of worrying, worrying so much about, well, I have this brand over here. What are people gonna think if I start, you know, my own media company? Like they ain't, they ain't never see me in this light. Normally on social media, I'm known as, you know, the body positive nutritionist, the body positivity girl, and. Then I start talking about PR. Where's she come from? Like, she coming from left field. Yeah. But it's like, honestly, for y'all who don't know, like, I've been doing this. Some of the top brands that you see in Target, Walmart, and stuff like that that are thriving, I've been the person behind those brands, you know, building out advertising, marketing campaigns from PR campaigns from Y'all just didn't know mm-hmm. um, because I had a different persona online because that is what I'm mostly passionate about, Right. So I, for years, people were telling me I should start, you know, a, a, a firm, but I ignored it because I was passionate about this one thing that I was into until everything was just like being taken away from me at once. I had no choice. It was like, okay, girl, now you got to monetize your skill set. You don't know when your next opportunity is going to come. You got to create your own opportunity. The job market is going to shit. Mm-hmm. Like, what you going to do? Pivot. So, and, and, you know, and that's what we did. And the moment that I did... It was no surprise to people because they were like, yeah, we would love to work with you. I saw what you did with your own brand, TBH Athleisure, or, oh, I looked at your portfolio. These are all the brands you worked with. This is the success success that you've gotten them. Um, So, yeah. And you had a question. You said, how do I measure the results for, like, my clients? And I'm sorry I didn't answer that. Um, It really boils down to the analytics so just not the the sales, like I'm really big on, if you're going to pay me 2K, I need you to make double, triple that amount. And that's my job to help you do that. But also too, looking at their vanity metrics. So let's say I had one client where she was last um, Black Friday, she didn't make as much as this Black Friday. So when we looked at the numbers based on the strategy that I implemented and the campaigns that we launched, she was up by 189% this year or this past year for black friday right so i'm looking at the vanity metrics but i'm also looking at the sales to measure the uh success rate but a lot of times when clients work with me they're like 
you know, I, I like working with you because you're genuine and you actually care about my company and it feels like you're in the trenches with me trying to figure like out you're this you're part thing. owner. Like, you care enough to be part yeah. owner. Yeah. Can you come here every week? <laughs> Teach him something? This is the calmest he's ever been on it. Really? Because this on, is a, this is a serious top. This is her business. <laughs> this is her life, right? So 88, 89. This is the calmest he's ever been. Because we never get nobody serious on here. <laughs> I can talk business. <laughs> if it... If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's exactly. the money. I'm very in the business. I yell at, we argue all the time because I, I come in here and piss him off through the highest heavens of like, yeah. where's the numbers at? What money you making? What money you losing? Like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And as you should. And as you should. Like, and you know, in the beginning of business, it's not going to always make sense. Like you're going to go into the negative or, you know, you, you may not even be profitable every single month, right. you know, start, yeah, you know, starting yeah. out. Um, or you're extremely profitable and then you're like, okay, I need to scale this because this strategy that we're now doing may not even last forever. So how can we scale this even bigger? I needed to take a good amount of the money and invest it back into the business to help scale it and grow it. So it's... Well, I think the state, I think Maryland right now, where the government allows you two years after starting a business to be in the negative. So they even understand that, hey... It ain't going to be all sunshine and rainbows your yeah. first couple of years. You're going to take a loss. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's Uncle Sam. He's a ripoff, <laughs> bitch. Bruh, it's fine, bro. You okay? He's going to audit you. He's not going to audit me. Name's Pablo Sanchez. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. Anywho. Um, <laughs> Sanchez? Of all the names, bro? You got that dirty Sanchez mustache over there. See? Remember you said toxic relationships? Since 15. This is it. Since 15. Friendships. Let me ask you a question. Let me, I'm a dead serious question. <laughs> All right. I'm going to need it. You got to answer. I have to answer. So, so if me and him were in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Who would be the man in the relationship? And it's okay to say that he'd be the girl because he understands the question. But <sighs> I'm not answering so You got to answer that. Like, I feel you. like that's a... God bless you. I feel I'm like, not answering this question. I feel like him yeah. being as feminine as he is... Since, since we've been 21... And we've been inside of bars. He's asked every individual we've ever Absolutely. Had. And they always pick him as the girl. I'm not. But before, I didn't have a lot of facial hair either. So. Yeah, he was looking like the he, little... He always had the... I, didn't, I always cut He looked like the millennial that was going down to Atlanta to take them jobs. Um, I'm not gonna answer that that's question. Okay. We know the answer. You ain't got an answer. We know the answer. Yeah, we, yeah you, brother. That's, that's what the answer is. So, um... It's all right. Yeah. Um, any uh, advice for anyone who wants to start a business, a media group, or just want to start something? Like, what's what's the like the the things you learned before you wish you wish you knew back then? Mm. Slow progress is still progress. Like. I think that is a lot of people's mistake. Um, yeah, especially was was mine too in the beginning, um, where it's like you're expecting this overflow, this abundance, right? In the in the beginning, but um, it's it's slow. Like even though my company is is young, like we just March would be a year since we launched. Um, people didn't see all the work that I've been doing mm-hmm. since I was seventeen working in the newsroom and working in sales and so they didn't see any of that so my first year 
when we were able to hit six figures in our first years, it's kind of like, well, that's that's great. And people see this instant like gratification, mm-hmm. but it's like, I've been doing this since I was 17. That's over for a decade. Like I've been doing this stuff behind mm-hmm. the scenes and finally decided to, you know, launch an idea around it. Um, so I, I think take your time, like flesh out the idea, flesh out the concept, you know, get as much of advice from the right people as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> find, um, find mentors that's going to help you and position you, right? Sometimes is your, your mentor may not always be the one necessarily doing the thing for you, mm-hmm. um, but they're going to definitely guide you in the right direction and tell you when you're moving too fast or you're moving too slow or you need to go right instead of left, you know? Um, I have three mentors going on four um, in every area that I want to you know, do do good in, you know, it's specifically business because there's so many different businesses, right? So if I want to get into private equity, the current e-commerce mentor that I have, she don't know anything about private equity. Right. So, or like how to just, you know, start doing stuff in that field. If I want to get into Airbnb short-term rentals, I need to find somebody who does just that. Mm-hmm. If I want to get into podcasting, I need to find somebody who does just that. Somebody and makes that actually money. likes it, not me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and makes money off of it. So find your mentor and, and, and take your take your time and launch one idea and see if it see if it mm-hmm. So you see how positive she is? She was like slow progress is still progress. Mm-hmm. Me on the other hand, I say negative publicity is still publicity. You, you do say that. <laughs> right? It's it's true though. Cat Williams, you think everything's positive about him? It's Absolutely true. not. But he's Mike Epps. You think everything's positive about him? He called Uncle, uh, you know, a little Shay Shay. He got a little sugar in his tank. A lot of people say that. Uh, he does. You see his publicist that he's at the courts with? Just because it's his publicist. Nah, his publicist me. dipping that little Dip. sugar cane. He, his publicist maybe, but not him. Uh, come on, bro. The he, man's ripped like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. But he, you ain't never seen him with a female. He walking around he's the airport with like a little poodle. He's with um, Nicole Murphy. Where they they go to dinner together as friends, like a publicist. They were dating, right? Yeah, it was. Thank you. Yes, they were dating. Bro, you how many people we know that it's Black History Month? Okay, (laughs) you don't know, you know, all the goings on on this side of the tracks. Okay, this this trust it. All right. Look until he says, "Hey, this is my man." I'm just saying. Then let it be. My my radar. Your radar has never been off. Thank you for saying radar. I appreciate you. I I, I so appreciate you for that. Like he's like he's on. He's pinging right now. So, both of y'all are bosses in your own respects. Mm-hmm. How do you know when to let people go? Oh, this is good because I have let a lot of people. Well, not, I don't want to say a lot of <laughs> well, people they, go in, my, in this past year. All y'all go. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, like I'm, I'm that. So, I'm the type of person mm-hmm. where I give a lot of grace. And then when I can't give grace no more, mm-hmm. I'm ready to fire you. Right. I'm ready to let you go. Mm. Um, I've since learned that I can't always approach the situation like that. And so that's why I decided to hire an operations manager to come in, where she's kind of like the liaison, the buffer between me and the team. Mm. And she makes sure, you know, like everything is getting done, all the projects are getting done. And when someone is underperforming, we put them on like a performance, what is it called? A PP performance plan, right? For a certain amount of, Days, yep. um, I forget the acronym. 
Yeah. Performance improvement plan. Thank yeah. you. Um, and oh, and see pips. see that's the thing. Like I don't I don't even know, right? Because right. I be ready. Because I be I be ready to be like, nah, we <laughs> they gotta go. Okay. She be like, Farrah, like you gotta give them twenty days. Gotta give them thirty days, like to to prove themselves. Because my thing is, I may not be paying you. Um, you know, a six-figure salary, right, yet, right? I may not be in that position yet to pay you, you know, what these corporate companies are paying employees, but at the same time, like, if you are a contractor of mine, this is your business as well. Like, mm-hmm. you uh, you have to understand that my clients are your clients, and I tell everybody on my team, if I'm working with a big brand and Target and because they come come to us to see, to see our work, now you can take that, and promote the work that you've done on this particular brand and project and start making more money for yourself because now you're adding to your portfolio. So are they so, ten ninety nine for you? Yeah. Okay. So So they have they're invested. They they should yeah. be wanting to do good. Right. You to me to me at least, because I'm like, this is this is your business as well. Like yeah, especially if it's something that, their, yeah. Exactly. Especially if you take if especially if you take what you do seriously mm-hmm. within the PR digital marketing space. Um, so for me, like I've, I've had to let people go this past year and it was tough because I do give a lot of grace and I see a lot of potential in people. But just recently when I started my media company, my social media person, um, influencer manager, she was with me from like the day one, Mm -hmm. um, when I didn't really have money to fund the company, but I knew that I needed some help and, um, she came on board, and then this past month, I remember waking up. I text my operations manager. I said, "D, she gotta go." She was like, "Not you waking up early in the morning and talking about <laughs> letting somebody go." I'm like, "Yeah, she gots to go. She is messing up my bag. She's messing up our bag. Like I can't afford to lose this contract." Um, and that's what it really boils down to your reputation, because they're not gonna say, um, "Felicia did a bad job." Right? No, they're gonna be like. Farrah, AMG, whoever. No, she dropped the ball. They're not going to go to the team members. And this industry is small. So, Yeah, I think um, one of the things I always tell people when I hire them is I'll never let anybody become bigger than the team. Mm-hmm. Once you become bigger than the team, I don't want you on my team. Mm-hmm. So I try to do the same thing the politically correct HR ways. You got to, you know, give them that plan. You got to. I always think it's a skill versus will. I'll give you all the skill you need, and if you use it, great. If you don't, that's a will thing. You you willfully don't want to do that. You willfully are just throwing it in my face and saying, you know what, I'm not going to do my job. Yeah. So when I pay you, I'm paying you $10 an hour, whatever it is, to come in here and give me 100%. That means if I ask for 10 sales a day, I'm paying you that $10 an hour to say, when I come to work every day, I'm going to give you 100%, and I'm going to make my goal all the way through the year, whatever you give me. Mm-hmm. And when you don't do that, then... Obviously, we've got to figure out why, right? Skill versus will. And then mm-hmm. if you don't want to do it, then like you just can't be there because yeah. I need people that are dedicated and that want to work and carry their weight because not everybody's going to have a good day when they come to work, right? No. You hear that BS like, hey, leave it at the door when you come in. You can't leave at the door that you're going through a divorce, yeah. right? You can't mm-hmm. leave at the door that your phone's blown up and saying, I want half of everything you got. I get that. I'm a realist, right? But at the end of the day, somebody else has got to pick up that weight. And then someday... You're going to pick up their weight, and it's yeah. going to work out. But if you if you're just selfish and you don't want to be part of that team, you got to go. No, exactly, exactly. And and we're really big on that. It's like if you know you ain't got it today, 
you know, you're going through rough time, tell me. Mm-hmm. Tell me so I can pick up your weight and still get the stuff done or another team member can, can, can do it. Like, I'm not better than y'all. Don't make excuses and be like, oh, I'm, I'm good, and then fail yeah. again and then keep failing and dropping the ball and dropping yeah. the ball and yeah. not ask for help. One, so, and I'm not... When I had to let this person go, I'm I'm not necessarily laughing at her situation, but she was like, "Well, I just I'm going through a bad breakup, and I just moved and stuff like that." And again, I have a lot of grace. I get it, but you're also talking to two other females on your team that has gone through a breakup, has gone through a divorce, mm-hmm. right? We're not talking about boyfriend and girlfriend, but gone through a divorce, same age as you, still was able to just muscle through, start their business, and and keep yep. and keep going, like. You got to continue that fight. And um, as much as I tried to, like, mentor her and, like, just, you know, give give her guidance, it I, it just wasn't enough. Um, and then when we let her go, it, her attitude was just like she didn't even care. So at that point, it was like, okay, yeah. I'm busy wasting my money paying you and been paying you even when you were underperforming. Um, That's what sucks you- when you own the company is you have to continue. underperforming you take those hits you got to explain to somebody yourself or somebody above you whatever your partner whatever um of why you're allowing that to happen and these people just like i fired somebody not too long ago he's like uh went through a breakup and i just i flat out told him i was like look six months from now when you're over that breakup are you going to have a job you're going to be working here where you going to be at because you're going to allow that now to affect you now Mm -hmm. and this could be a potential lifelong career path for you and then oh my dog died i don't care about your dog right I don't care about any of that stuff. Like, at the end of the day, I flat out tell people, like, look, if your mother died today, we're going to be humans and we're going to excuse you if you got to call out of work. But technically, that's an unexcused absence in a lot of people's eyes, right? I don't try to go hardcore all the time that way. That's gangster. But if you want to be, you can go that way. And But, you know, you try to be human. So, so don't tell me that your dog died or your girlfriend left or your, your girlfriend didn't come home. Like, I don't care about that stuff. Because if I don't care about your mother, I don't care about your dog. Cold blooded. Um, that's cold. Yeah, that's real cold. What's wrong? Well, with I you? ain't like that. I'm hug. like. I'm just saying. At the end of the day, like 
these people don't care about your dreams. They don't care about your goals. They'll use yeah. whatever excuse. You know how many people told me that their mother died like three times? I'm like, man, she just died last year. She died again? <laughs> like, they brought her no, back. Like, right. You know how many people like... That's right. It's like, it's like every time you make an excuse, somebody is dying. Right. Huh? How, how? That's not a coincidence. I had like, somebody <laughs> tell me their mother died, and then on Facebook, they were like, oh, I just got to the beach posting beach pictures. With their mom? I messaged them, and I was like, man, you must be taking it real hard because you had the beach in a bikini right now. Like, really? Yeah. It's, it's, Free they mind, sir. Get out of here, man. <laughs> no, it's the freedom from that company. Yeah. Right. No, but it's true. You 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 got to know when to like okay give grace and when to be like all right that's 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 enough. Yeah. That's all the grace the problem that I can is give. You with your grace, like it's very limited because you know these people are lying. So then you give them grace and you feel sorry and you you say. Well, okay. I'm saying like first time around, like right. the first time around, you're like okay somebody passed away or but you're how going many times... through a rough day. Okay. One day got it. Two days got it. Third day you're pushing it. At this right. point, you we what we need to do. We need to right. get How it together. How many stories have you heard of the, from ten different people at your company with the same story? And you're like, man, I'm tired of this story. Like whatever. Like who cares? Mm-hmm. Like I don't care if it's raining outside. Yeah. Come to work. Yeah, but nobody's like gonna care more about your your dream than than you than you. He tells me that all the time. But if you can, but if you can sell people on your dream and make them feel like, and they do, right? Mm-hmm. Their dream is also being accomplished in the process. Then you got a winning team. You do. Because the women on my team, it, it, at this point, it's kind of like you realize you have your own company, right? Mm-hmm. So my social media person, she has her own, like, you know, social media company. Operations person, she has her own, like, operations company, Another girl, she branded. She has her own branding company, but y'all not are you aren't getting, you know, the type of clients that I may be getting. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I'm leveraging your skill set. You're leveraging my clientele, so we can both win and we can both continue to level up, right? So at that point, it becomes nah. This is our dream. This mm-hmm. is this is what we're trying to get to next. Yep. If he wants to succeed, he probably won't get rid of me. Cause I only come here because of his. I was about, to, I was about to say, like, if you have a. That's uh, a great friend. If you have a podcast partner who you know doesn't show up half the time. But look, I don't ask for money. You don't. I don't but ask for any day one, stuff. When I, when I asked you, you want to be, That's you know, ten ninety nine. Yeah, like, I was like, nope, I don't want nobody to be my boss. I don't want to yeah. get no money. I don't want nothing. I just want to show up and be talk. rude and talk shit to people and then go home. And now you can't fire me. I don't work for you. You can't fire me. You just tell right? him when the live show is and he pops up. Yep. So. Yeah. Tell me when the live show is. Tell me when to pop up. I'm there. Don't ask me to prepare because I'm going I'm to wing that shit anyway. You give me a, you give me a paper like he does and I'm going to push that yeah. shit to the side. I'm just going to go left anyway. He'll look at it. He'll, 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 he'll skim it. He'll sincerely look at it. He'll be like, yep, not saying nothing. Like that. when we started today, he does his thing. I just interrupt him right away, right? Most people aren't going to do that because why? He's the boss. Like he let him do his thing. Like this is professional. Let him start his thing the right way. And nope, I'm not going to do that. Like don't ask me to do that. Yeah, we had an argument. Um, you know I'm what? NASCAR goes minutes, left. There's no right turns in NASCAR. Literally ten minutes before our live show last year, we mm-hmm. had we had a, like one of the biggest arguments we ever had as friends. In here, right, yelling right in, right here, in here, right before our live show. People out there. Were out there. But why? Because I was questioning. I want you to make money. I want uh-huh. you, how much is coming in? How much and, is going in? And I said, everything, and I had the answers for him, but he, the pressure of the live show, plus him broke him. Me, yeah. I was like, but if he can't, if he can't yeah. take the it pressure. from me, yeah. you know, 
Because and I'm I'm here. Like regardless, he can cuss me out today. I'll be here tomorrow. Right. I don't care. But at the end of the day, I want to see him succeed. Right. So that's why then, I put the pressure on him. You know, we can fight because I've known him since we we're 15. Right. But I can't fight in front of those people. So right. I had to put my hands down and just start yelling. That's all, that's all it came down to. It came down to the yelling because I wanted to punch him. I really right. did. He knew but, that too. But again, I'm looking out for him. I get nothing out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't care if people follow me yeah, on he made Instagram. Sure, he made sure everybody paid. People who didn't uh, buy Eventbrite, he made sure they paid but you the need, door. But you need a friend. You need you need a friend like that. You need a friend like that because people will take advantage. But he could have. He could have did like four hours earlier. He had to do that ten yep. minutes before we went on. He's yeah. like the girl in the R. Kelly case. They R. Kelly takes advantage of shit out of him. Like people will take advantage of him. Yeah. And you need me to say stop doing that. Uh huh. Right. We were just like earlier. We would. I was just having a conversation about that. It's. It's like people will take advantage. People will take, take, take as much as they can from you, especially when you are, you have a good heart and you're genuine and you're sincere and you actually care about people's well-being. But it comes to a point where you just got to say, no, give me my money. So, so let's be done. honest. Now, let, now, let, now let, him right now let's open up this can night. of worms on this show. Now and if any of your night. other podcasts watch this, so let's go down this road. Here we go. So since you started SMG, how many podcasts have been under this umbrella? You don't have to be accurate. Just throw out a number. 20? 20, 25 podcasts, yeah, right? Give or take. How many are under this umbrella right wait, now? Wait, wait, wait. 20 episodes or 20, no, 20 different, different, different podcasts? podcasts. Different groups. Okay. Right? Um, so we got, let's say 20, 25. Now? Yeah. Nine of us now. Nine podcasts under SMG. At one point, there was probably about 20, right? Yeah. How many of those people... One used, of them is yours that you never did. How many of those people... Cancel me because I don't like podcasting. <laughs> how many of those people used your resources... To get their leverage and get their footing on the ground, and then they took and what they and created got big somewhere and else. got big somewhere else. I'll say about five or six of them. Five or six, right? That's five my or point. Six different podcasts. Five or yeah. six, not people, podcasts, right? Podcasts, yeah. Groups of people that used everything One he is paid. your friend, by the way. That's what you know. Used that. everything he pays for, See, his rent, his electricity, everything to use his platform to get themselves a name, and they're like, Err! they skid out on them, right? And then yeah. they start doing their own thing and making their own money and leave you here trying to continue to build. Yeah. So to her point, like nobody's going to care about you, but you Yeah. and me, I'll piss you off. But again, now, I tell you, I'm going to hear this for like a week now. Thank you so much. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but it's like, no, dude, you gotta, you gotta be selfish. You gotta do for you, do for you and tell people, no, like this, I'm all for, for a good bargain. I'm all for not, I, I don't want to say this barter services. I'm fine. It gotta, it gotta have so much value. And well, she's value not talking about the same sense. barter services I talk about. And yeah, no, not your barter, sense. not my barter services. Because <laughs> you want me to come on and your podcast, I'm willing to do you favors. <laughs> there you go. But it's, but it's like mm-mm. at the end of the day, like we're we're all trying to build wealth here. We all trying to we we got we got to eat. Nobody cares where you lay your head at night. No. Nobody cares if you got a pillow or a sheet on your bed. Like nobody cares if you got food in your fridge, right? No. Let's talk about this for a second. No. My man, my man, right here, he got his house broken into, right? They stole everything, right? Yeah, they did. Who, who took care of you? Who? And I'm not saying this because of anything, but like, who cared about you eating? You. Just me, right? That's How many it. other friends you got? He calls me up, man. They stole everything: money, food, gross, everything. All my stuff in my house. Come, come here. I'm, a, I got you. I'm gonna give you some money. Never asked for it back, have I? No. Never. Again, because and, and I. And told me to make sure. 
I buy the right food. I said make sure you buy the good. Don't buy no cheap shit. Make yeah. sure you buy yourself some good we, shit, we, right? We in yeah. the parking lot. He's like, make sure you buy the right food. Right. Right. So right. again, nobody cares about nobody. They don't care about where you go home. They're just, yeah. they're, what can you do for them? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a good friend. And there's, and there's so many, like you can't even, I can't even count good friends on my, mm. on my, on my, on one, on one hand. And the thing is, people don't see that side of him. Because I portray a different side. He, he portrays that well, side. That because I give people the what they expect. So people yeah. look at me. Where I grew up at, I grew up in an all-black neighborhood, right? Am mm-hmm. I lying? He, he no, knows. He did. Right? People called us white trash, mm-hmm. right? Well, well they, they kind of were. But, so <laughs> now, so like my kids, I never want my kids to be portrayed like that. I tell my kids, act right. Nobody's ever. They can call me that today. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, you can say what you want about me. I'm going to give you what you think. So you think I'm this off-the-wall, left-turn person? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you that. The mm-hmm. day, day one, that's mm-hmm. all you're going to get. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, when you get to know me, like, man, he's complete opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Totally right? opposite. But I'm going to yeah. give you what you want because of your perception. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This guy. Yeah. That's, that's my guy. I still hate yeah. podcasts. Everybody always asks me, like, why he's still around? Why y'all still friends? That's, no, that's a great friend. Like, yeah. I literally, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a great you're, friend. You're you never hearing I mean? this again. I just want you, you to know. You know how many people wish they had a, a, a childhood friend? <laughs> a lot of people wish they had a lifelong yeah. childhood friend. Yeah, and he's also the guy, like, when I cut people off, mm-hmm. he's like, you got to give him another chance. Like, there's a friend right now that I don't speak to. Mm-hmm. That I know just as long as him. Mm-hmm. Every time I talk to him, he's like, you gotta give them another chance. It. Yeah, you look, you it. give that one more chance, and then it goes south. Okay, I get it. But if you if you're not giving that attempt, and you're not making that effort, Bro, it's, one it's last. So south now we're like in like Antarctica, right? Ain't now. nothing ever south, right? Ain't nothing ever really that serious. If CM Punk can go back to Vince, ain't nothing ever south. Yeah. Bro. So there's a way you can forgive, uh-huh. right? And you can still may even have that person around you, but the level of access to you. Can now still be limited. So you, there's a way of giving people second chances, but there's also a way of being able to limit your access and your energy towards that person. So let that person think that there's no bad blood that y'all good, yeah. but like, nah, we good. He like, just got we, too much pride. That's his you know? problem. Still querying in me. It's fine. Um, more like the R. Kelly in you. <laughs> but you limit the access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I'll think on that one. Um, it, it's been so long now, like I, it's. It's yeah. been a while. Yeah, it's, you, know, it's, you know what that would point, look I'm, like I'm if I'm, that person like, damn, like, what's he texting me for? And he looks no, him like, like, what the fuck does he want? Exactly, and, and, and he looks like, hey, he's bro, not gonna reply. But it all depends on what your message comes across as, like, hey, bro, I know we you ain't. You know talk. what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, no, that's it. No, then no, yo, <laughs> I know we ain't talk. What's good? Are you good? Whatever the case might be. He's going to take that totally different than, yo. And he's going to reply. you text me. You text, yo. Even if we argue. you're mad at me. Even if we argue, yo. Exactly. I'm like, what? Nothing. Just see how you're doing. And then that's it. I don't hear nothing else. (laughs) But you have any more questions, sir? No. All right. So we have a segment on here Mm -hmm. called uh, We Just Be Saying Anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... I'm gonna be nice this time. Thank you, sir. Since we this is an uh, adult episode she for whatever reason. She brought a bodyguard. Remember? Yeah. Oh my god. Bust your ass up in here. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it light because he kind of swole around his shoulders. So, um, you said man got big shoulders. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, man. So uh, Damn, looking like a professional door knocker. Just I'm just arm saying. Up like this I mean, the whole time. You know, knocking. And then you know what I mean he he 
low to the ground, that center of gravity. Now you call I, him a small man. He's short and stocky. Oh man, you call that man a pit I'm just saying, he ain't too short, everybody. I'm just, but yeah. He You see yeah, uh-huh. he, he not even paying attention. He not even phased by y'all. He those those are the crazy ones. Business. The ones that don't say nothing. Then all of a sudden, he, not, he just. I'm gonna walk out the door. That's and the camera's right tomorrow. He like, I'm good. Yeah, like, YouTube's forever. If they see me on exactly. YouTube, then that's forever. I'm gonna yeah. walk out that door. I'm gonna wake up on the couch outside. Like, what happened? Y'all gone already. It's all done. Yep. But I know what state they in. There you go. We do. Or <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, people, people get those tags all the time. So, um, <laughs> so. uh Uno mm-hmm. has officially came out and made a statement that says that you cannot put a draw two on another draw two. Mm-hmm. How you feel about that? First of all, let me, can, can I ask you a personal question? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh, it's not too personal. It's, you know, <laughs> the, bodyguard ain't going to get too mad. Your, the, your body <laughs> shifted when you asked that question. How, how old are you? Oh, God. 29. Oh, she ain't old enough to know. Yeah. Um, when we were young for Uno, like it's totally different times. Like when she was young, it was probably like. The, how old do you think I am? Oh goodness, fifty. Damn. Cut the show off. You know they don't age well either. So what, what do you mean they? Yeah, you know they. <laughs> no, I don't know they. Yeah. You saying white people? Yeah, the, the envelopians. The envelopians. Yeah. Somebody called Bleach Cricket one time. Yes, they did. Um, we play Uno, but uh-huh. to be quite honest with you, I honestly don't, don't care. That's the yeah. rule. That's the rule. But I'm still gonna do. You gonna do what, what you gonna do. do? Yeah. I think it's stupid. Why you wait forty years to come out with this? Because cancel culture yep. don't put pressure on you exactly. to explain yourself, and you felt the need that you had to answer to somebody. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Like she said, we're gonna continue to play. Everybody's like house play. rules is different, right? Yeah. You come yeah. to my house, we're gonna play the way I wanna play. You stacking? I'm stacking all day long. Okay. You, you know the millennials, they do... Uh, oh, we can't talk about millennials because... What does they do? So y'all not millennials? Hell no, we no. hate millennials. No, I think no, millennials no. are stupid. We're so close. Are no so what are y'all? Huh? We're the silent generation. So what y'all is? 50? 50? 50? Damn, all, she's serious first, about that. First of all, okay. Um, y'all 40-something. You see them oils up there? Them oils keep me rejuvenated. Nah, you look good. like shit. All right, okay. Ain't no, ain't no. 50 so yeah, yeah, forty something. Yeah. Y'all in your forties, late forties. Hell no. Late forties. That's what you saying? That's yeah. What I'm, are you forty three? Okay, forty three. How how old are you? I just turned forty four. Okay. Damn, she okay. said you look 50. Yeah. I didn't say... That's the first person ever. Like Everybody was like, yo, you're like 31, 30. I'm like, okay. Now we know them other people be lying. lying. Yeah. Yo, I'm going to work tomorrow, turning it up. I was just joking when I said <laughs> Don't take it so personal. I was just joking. She wasn't joking. I was joking. I really was joking. Yeah. No, I know no. y'all not 50. The but I figured the way you be talking and talking to me saying... Oh, the accent mm, coming out. Yeah, you I in trouble now. I was like, yeah... He probably in his forties. That New York accent coming out, you in trouble, sir. Because normally wear... when they start talking like that, they. Mm-hmm. She, ain't wear, I, she the, ain't wear her Tim, so I ain't. Millennials do like number order. I found out they do like you know one, two, three, four, and they stack them like that. Damn, I didn't know that. I was like, that's weird. That's but, what's wrong with the world. These damn your nephew, <laughs> your nephew that. does that. That proves a lot. That's different. <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right, sir, it's your turn. So somebody wanted to know. <laughs> introduce it first. Come on, be professional. Be professional the you, whole time. You do the introduce. Okay. Um, we have a segment. Mm-hmm. This called, is a different segment. This is a whole different segment. Okay. Called uh, best friend sack questions. 
What's in the sack? What's in the sack? People DM him all the time, ask him a gang of questions. He don't have time to answer them, so he bring them here so we can answer them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes so, they're very toxic. Sometimes they're not. They're just like actual legit. One was racist. They said ask the black guy. One was about, yeah, they did say that. They they said, one said ask, <laughs> you know, it was about a rape thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. get serious sometimes. Yeah. Oh, wow. But this one's not that serious, but I do think it's a legit good question to have for a relationship because, you know, most relationships are trash anyway. Um, so, do you think... You hug. I was just about to say. <laughs> from, hug from who? Uh, hey, Depends on who it is. Not me. Um, oh, when do you allow somebody into your financials in your relationship? Like, Ooh. So, do, do you have to be in a long-term committed or is that something that this person feels like you should not allow your significant other into your financials? So not what you make, not how much you make a year, not what you get paid, not joint bank accounts, nothing. So when do you think, do you think, and when do you think? Mm. Well, I think when two people are married, y'all should know everything about each other's finances. Um, but if you are in um boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, I feel like it's important for y'all to know, like, some ballpark around, you don't got to tell the person necessarily every single thing, right? Because if y'all not at that point where y'all talking about marriage yet, then it's still kind of one of those things where my financial responsibilities fall on me and vice versa, your financial responsibilities fall on you. Now, if it comes to a situation where you need money, where you need help, then that's when you can, you know, start opening up and telling an individual, like, what what's going on with you financially. And then it's up to, it can be up to both of y'all to find a solution to that. But um, I disagree with, like, not knowing anything about your partner's financials. Um, you should definitely know. But, again, and then if y'all are just in a dating or talking phase, it's up to you to disclose, really, how much you want to tell that person about your financial situation you're not obligated to tell any any of so that. day one you're not like hey we're going to applebee's uh because i only make twenty thousand dollars a year i mean <laughs> i mean to be so don't tell me you did that right you no no, no. i had so a guy more. actually took me out on a date to applebee's um no i felt some type of way i'm not gonna lie Ooh. oh you're that person the only the reason why I felt some we type of got way. To the toxic part, people. No, no, no. <laughs> I felt some type of way because, like, I've already known his financial status. Yeah, in a, in a sense, and I was just like, now it's different if we want to go to Applebee's and you want to, you know, we're going to the bar. Like we're sitting at the bar and you know talking, having drinks and stuff like that. That's cool, but to actually be like, okay, this is Applebee's, and you know. I mean, I would have preferred like real life stuff, Olive Garden or something. Like, I don't. I, there's nothing wrong but, with the food is, chain. Is right? It's just Garden Applebee's. Like I just much... don't like. I just don't like Applebee's. There you go. See, she okay. don't like the I honestly just don't like Applebee's. I thought we finally found like, one of them yeah, women yeah, that be like, hey, I, don't take me to Applebee's or Cheesecake hunting. Factory. He's been hunting. He's no, waiting for it, it's hunting. like it's like it's like I just I I personally don't like Applebee's. Mm-hmm. Cheesecake Factory I actually like, but I do get yeah. sick from yeah. there. Um, a lot of the time. So I literally have to only go for cheesecake because mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, how they cook their food with oils, oils and some. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, bruh, this don't, mm-hmm. just don't sit right. But it's honestly because I, I don't like Applebee's food. I don't, yeah. 
I had I done a lot so of he was he was a, a six figure type dude and then took you and got you like a happy meal basically but and you're did, like what the hell? But did y'all talk about you not liking Applebee's? No, that, no, because okay. I because that's the thing I was like you can like you know surprise me. Nah, you gotta <laughs> put that out there. You gotta, you gotta say no Applebee's. And I should and you're right. I yeah. should have spoke up when he. When he said Applebee's this time, I should have said I actually don't like Applebee's, but because I didn't want to, you know, come off. As Look, if you got big shoulders and you're listening to this, don't be going to Applebee's. No Applebee's. That's all I'm saying. Um, and no Cheesecake Factory. We're giving tips out today. Only if you're getting the slices, though. If you're getting the slices, you're cool. Don't get no food out of there. So, so what's your word on it? What you think? Um, I feel like. The moment y'all become a team, so if y'all move in together, sharing the bills and all that good stuff, that's when things need to be known. Because I need to know when you can't pick up your side of it. So like, oh, the lights cut off when I come in the house. Like, what happened? Oh, I'm a little short this month. I need to know that. So I need to know how much you got. Mm-hmm. Not the whole thing. Just enough that you, what you got that, hey, I can't cover it. I'm like, okay, cool. But I'll take a little bit out of, you know, my... You know, take out money and put it over here on the lights. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm never off the gate saying, "Hey, I got this amount of money." That's not gonna work. Uh, yeah, and I don't think you should. Yeah, I don't think you should. Because people' reaction change um, instantly when they find out how much money you actually make. You know, negative or positively. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I've so, been divorced. You know, I ain't telling her yeah, shit. Like you know, we're like we like Farrah. <laughs> you know, Farrah walks around. You know, half a million. In the, in the pocket in the bag. Day. You know what I'm saying? I dude, wish, man. Dudes be like, yo. I you know, wish one day I'm you know being. I mean? We're going to <laughs> You know what I mean? Yo, they be like, oh, I left my but, wallet. You know what I mean? Like, but me, who make 15000 a year, they're like, eh, I ain't going to mess with you, brokey. Go ahead about your business. So. That's not true. You mess with a brokey? No, but like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But when you say it like that, it sounds like horrible. <laughs> But no, just like someone who. So like, the guy at Wendy's on the fries right now approaches you like, "Hey, how you doing?" You come like, bro. Uh, so wait, a guy at, that works Wendy's that's making the fries. That's all he does. Oh, okay, that's and he's, he's like, like, "What's up?" Hey, how you doing? My name, my name is Roger. Well, first of all, it depends on how you look. Mm. Second of all, I'd be like, you're okay. going to look greasy as hell because he's working. I mean, time. you never know. He might clean up. You well. never know. I'm talking about there. He ain't cleaned up at Wendy's. Well, what if he and then I'd be like, like, so what you, what, what, what do you, what do you, is this the only thing you, yep, that's what I got. That's it. At Wendy's? I'm going to be the manager at Wendy's one day. Yep, he work. he got, he work on Friday. That's different though. See, that's ambition. You gave her that's ambition. Different. Don't give her ambition. <laughs> Okay, he worked, he worked the fries. If he said, if he said he want to be the manager at Wendy's one day, me, I'm the type of person to be like, nah. You're going to be a manager, but you're going to own several different mm. Wendy's. Like, so you're gonna how long are you giving him? What do you mean, how long I'm giving him? Because, you know, I can could, I could tell you 10 years from now, I'm going to be manager of Wendy's, and I'm never, I'm still on fries. I mean, that's not necessarily mm, true, because I'm, I don't, I'm just built different. I'm just like, <laughs> I, and I'm the type of person who, who would push a man. So, it's like, what, what, we, what, what we doing? Mm. You know, like... We'll be going. Like, there's always got to be, we always, we have to work towards something. And that's why I'm mm-hmm. like, you not sharing your finances? Like, what? Like, what's our, our financial goals have yeah. to, have to align 
and we have to have a similar vision. Look, when you get divorced, people, one of the things they do is they make you provide <laughs> bank statements and all that well, stuff. Well, how long was you was you married for? Uh, we were together. No, married, not married? together. Because you were yeah. together for a while. How long were you, were you married? Over 10 years. Okay. So that makes that make that makes sense as to why y'all have kids, right? Yeah. Together, how many kids? One together. One together. Okay. That means you have multiple children. I do. <laughs> oh, he's a, he's a bona fide black man. He's oh, a bona fide yeah. black man. Oh, okay. Yeah, six kids. You have six kids. I do. And twenty-seven grandbabies. Did you have any of those kids while you were married? Oh, oh, wait a minute. No. Okay. We got spicy here. Let's go. No? No. Okay. So, again, so it it makes sense as to why they want to see all that information, especially with you having a child. But what if if you weren't the piece of shit and you got to provide your information? They trying to take your money. (laughs) You stay calling that. (laughs) Well, at that point, everything is... but, But I think... I don't know. My divorce was different because... Because you're the female. They get no, everything. No, no, no. I didn't know. I actually didn't get everything. I didn't. See, now. Look at you. I didn't. Hold on. I, when Hold I, on. Let, so let me ask I don't, one question so one thing, answer, say, I don't have kids. Before you say anything else. What? Did you not get everything because you agreed upon a certain thing? Or did you not get everything because he beat you out on those no, specific things? I didn't get everything because we agreed See, that's upon, a difference. And... We at that at that point of me deciding to walk away, it was one of those things where okay, the only thing we don't have kids, so the only thing that keeps you just keeping us tied, yeah, is the house. See, that's different. So we had a house, and I was just like, you know what, you want to keep it? Buy me out. Buy me out, and that's exactly what we did. And then you know we went our separate separate ways. Was he a loser? No, he he wasn't a loser. No, he's very successful. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Not a lot of people out there are successful. You see that people? There's a lot of losers out there. You see no. that people? He's very very uh very Do not successful. Not divorce a businesswoman. You saw how that worked out? She's still getting paid regardless. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> we purchased the home together. Yeah. Some people just walk away from the call, house. I'm not even going to call him dumb because me personally if if I was in his shoes, I would be like we selling this. And I'm gonna start over. You're gonna start over, but be- because the way that things were set up, it's like you're gonna start to pay more now mm. that the fact that I'm because you got to refinance yeah. the house and stuff, you know. So now you're gonna your mortgage is gonna be more, which honestly didn't make sense if we refined it already once before. Mm. He so just wanted to keep now, that place because so that's where exactly. all the magic happened. He but, just wanted to keep it, so I was just like, okay, well, buy me out, and then we could call it a day now. During the buyout process, did I negotiate? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no. I'm negotiating every <laughs> single cent that that house is now worth because we put money into that house. You hear that, shoulders? That's why he got shoulders. He's he over there helping <laughs> fix the he house. He over there carrying the load. <laughs> Y'all leave him alone. Y'all leave him alone. Yeah, but no, but most women or most people just walk away from the house. Like, you know what? Yeah, I, most I don't, people, I don't most want people, the problem. They yeah, just most people, what women do you know just walking away from anything? Mom. She walked away from everything. She said, I just want my last name. Just like uh, Tina Turner. I was in the courtroom when she said it. She said, I just want my last name. He can have everything else. Yeah. Like some some women will just, like me personally, yeah, I was like, mama, I could have, yeah. <laughs> when, when you're at that point, like you said, when you're at the point of being married for 10 years, even five years, being married for five years plus, you can you can ask for their retirement. Mm. I could have asked for half yep. of his retirement. Yep. I could have. 
ask me like, no, I want the house. Yep. I could afford him on that. <laughs> there, there are so many, even though we don't have any kids, but because we were married, there's so many financial financial things I could afford him on. If you own right? Ravens PSLs, you can get those. She gonna take your tickets, man? If you own multiple cars, you can get those. Right. Oh, so that's why you told me to buy your car for me? Like, there's a lot of things that <laughs> whatever you own, they can get. They, exactly. Call me in the middle of the night. Whatever like, it is that you own, me. whatever cash you have, whatever, however much money you got in the bank, joint, everything, like, yes. Like, mm. but I was just like, I'm good. I just want to rebuild. So that's why you told me don't get married. Yep. Okay. He told, he's told me that since day one. Well, yeah. No. I, I, still the thing is, I still believe in marriage. Okay. I still believe in love. I still mm. want that for myself. Um, I believe in kids, like having kids and stuff like that. I still want that for myself. It's just a matter of finding your your person, the, the mm-hmm. right person to do that. I have with. a question for you. What does uh, love mean to you? Mm. That's a really good question. Thank you. Now you're gonna get sent. I'm getting sent to so sentimental <laughs> right now. What does love mean to me? Um, commitment, um, respect. Right. I think a lot of times women. Um, we we prefer love over respect mm-hmm. because we feel safe. So as long as we got safety, safety in a sense of financial safety, security, protection. Not if you get knocked like out that. when you're out together. Not that's not the safety. <laughs> right, but like, um, a lot of women would prefer love over respect, but a lot of women would actually prefer safety over sometimes respect and love. Mm. Um, because they want somebody to provide for them. So for me, all of that still is a form of love. Um, someone who is generous, someone who is also emotionally, um, love is being emotionally intelligent and also being able to regulate your emotions, right? Um, knowing when to walk away, knowing when to stay, knowing how to fight fair. Um, yeah, fight fair. Love is gentle. It's kind and it's calm, right? I should be able to tell you any and everything. She's preaching a sermon right now, people. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, there's love. Love is love. I, I yeah. love love. See, someone told me once that love is having the ability to absolutely destroy that person and never doing it. You know what? And never doing it to destroy that person. Mm. Having yeah. the ability that is, I, I feel like that is a form of love. Yeah. Because I feel like my ex-husband hmm. had the ability to destroy his career. Did I do it? No, I did not. Because I still wanted him to be successful. So you still love him? I don't still love him. I got love for him. They, 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 right? Exactly. It's different. You're I'm not, not in, in love, love with him. Exactly. I don't love him. I got much love for him. Which mm-hmm. means like I still want him to do well. I still want him to prosper. I still want him to have a beautiful life because he came from so much trauma. Shit. My so I want him to heal. No love for me, then. You want him to win, just not with you. Yeah, exactly. My, my I want you to win. Knows, we just can't win again. She knows I don't like flying. And <laughs> she tells good. me that she hopes the plane crashes when I get on it all the time. Well, you're scared of planes anyway. So. That's why she tells me. Ah. Oh. She told me she opened a tractor trailer, flipped it over on the beltway, and landed on my car. She phony, though. Because I've seen her when she around you. She phony. So I'm she'll say all that. But you know what I mean? She'll smile in your face and try to give you a hug and all that, so. I got a question for you. Excluding yourself. <laughs> because we do another podcast, right? Unfortunately. What do you mean unfortunately? It's a good podcast. Okay. Right? Go ahead. We do. And we, we shit on millennials all the time. Don't act like just because she's here and she says she's one. 
that now we're going to back up and like change no, our story. No, nothing changes. Yes. Right? So the younger millennials, excluding, that, not the older ones. Excluding you, do you think millennials are stupid? No, I think we're not stupid. We just we like what we like. We want what we want. Ninety ninety five and up, they crazy. I'm just want you to know that. Like they don't want to work. They don't want to cook or clean. He he projects. You know. He's talking about his kids. You know to be. <laughs> <laughs> You know, to be quite honest with you, if I look at even my team dynamic, I would say the people that are on my team that are born 95 and I got to talk to them a, a little bit more with like, hey, that's my point. I need you to do X, Y, Z or hey, you need to turn this around quicker. Hey, what's taking you so long? Okay, you got this going on. I really don't care. I just really need this. I care about you and mm-hmm. your well-being, but I just need this done because this client who is not a millennial, who is, you know, in their mm-hmm. 40s and 50s, they want this like right now and we need to give them to them right now. So I do find that I have to like, Nurture the sad them part a little is, bit more. The, the, those the, ones the that were nurturing, they're going to be president one day. The sensitivity level is different? The sensitivity level is definitely yeah. um, slightly slightly different. Just like the girl that I had to yeah. let go, she was like 95. And, mm-hmm. and um, her sensitivity level is, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just we got to figure out like how to... Send them over there. Yeah. <laughs> Manual, but I, but I feel like I feel like they want to work, but they want to work on their own terms. Yep. Uh, this is what, what I get. People, everybody want to work nine to five, no weekends, um, and they all want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's a good job, exactly. And that's what they all want, right? <laughs> People don't even want to. I'll tell you right now, I don't even want to work nine to five. No, I like a flexible schedule. Right. I may work four hours today, no hours tomorrow because I just mm-hmm. want to be in the bed, but 12 hours the next day. Yeah, or 13 like hours but you give them day. the option. They want to 12 hours from bed every day and then do a little <laughs> bit of things on the computer to be like, man, I logged in. What you want from me? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's facts. That's mm-hmm. true. Um, yeah. Don't hate them. I hate them. Yeah, he, My he kids' just, generation? What are they called now? I forgot again. We talked about this all the time. Um, Millennials? No, the new ones. Oh, are the Alpha A? Alpha, the Alphas, right? Yeah, the Alpha A. Uh, I don't like, know. they're complete idiots. Like, when mm-hmm. they become president one day, we're screwed. You like, we're all like... going to get blown up one day because <laughs> these kids are so stupid. Y'all give them a chance to learn. No, nope, absolutely not. Yet. They're all stupid. They all learn because they cheat on their stuff. Nobody does any work. You like just, You just mad because you just learned uh, chat GBT and they've been doing it. That's all. Well. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, well, this, this has been... What I thought it was going to be, just not in the way I thought it was going to be. Uh, but you brought a professional, so it was boring. Yeah, it, it was. It was <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was. I knew it was. Go, I knew it was going to be different. So I knew it was going to be different. I just didn't know how different, and mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, and mm-hmm. I truly meant that. Come back, please. Cause so, did he creep in your DM? How did he get to? How did he get? First of all, show? okay, she was a guest on another show. Okay, oh, so you you just. Uh, what we call in the world podcast whoring, right? You jumping from podcast to podcast. You've been calling me that for five years now. But when we have celebrities on our show, you don't say nothing. You get excited. You say, okay, let's do this. Look, Rosa liked me. She barely likes you, bro. Rosa liked me. <laughs> she wanted some of this. Rosa. <laughs> Go back and watch the episode. Rosa, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for my friend. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> thank you again. You're welcome. You're always welcome back. Thank you. She ain't back. I can't. I can't promise you it's gonna be this professional every time, but you're always welcome back. 
Um, and as I told you, we have a live show coming up. Mm-hmm. If you want to come through, don't sit in the front because that guy over right. there. Um, can you tell the people where they can find you and all that good stuff? Yeah. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Farrah Monice. Um, you can go, go to our, our site um, at ambiancemediagroup.com. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. That's where you can find me. You know, those millennials and them alphas, they can't spell that. Just saying. <laughs> so we'll put a tag on here for the people that can't Definitely spell. Definitely will. Definitely <laughs> will. And she has a link in the bio and all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, if yeah. you if you got a business out there that needs promoting and all that good stuff. Hire me. You got you got the bag because <laughs> she don't work for free. So if you got the bag, uh, hit her up. Um, if you have a podcast and you want to join the network, holler at me. Um, if you need t-shirts and hoodies, go see my man over there. Um, you'll see the commercial somewhere around here somewhere. But uh, any last words for the people, best man? Man, fuck these millennials. All right. Not you. <laughs> Shoulders might be a millennial. You don't know that. Shoulders, you a millennial? See? What year were you born? Yeah, now he about to hit you on them shoulders. He's going to say like 98. Hey. Don't, don't tell. Mm-hmm. 96. Oh, see, 95 and I told you, 95. Yeah. Them, they, they, those the ones. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Um, he's a, he's saying you lazy. You don't want work. You know, nephew's ninety five. Let's tell you something. Uh, I thought ninety eight. See what I'm saying? Jeez. Hey, yo, leave my niece alone. Okay, my niece, she works. She does. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but um, yeah. So his name's really not shoulders either, people. It, well, I will hope not. I'm just saying. <laughs> They're going to be like, bring shoulders back. Just have them sit off camera, and we'll talk to them the whole episode. Bruh, oh. And they'll be like, who's talking? If they ask shoulders to come on the show, that'd be awesome. So if y'all want right. shoulders on the show, put it in the comments <laughs> below. Okay? All we need is one vote. We don't, we don't, need, we don't need a whole one. Just need one. But see, he can't bring her, because then he got to be able to be, be talk oh, Yeah, you got to be yourself. So yeah, yeah, you don't, be yourself. Don't, can't be locked down over there. Don't like, bring the ladies. <laughs> she going to watch the episode, too, to make sure he ain't saying yep. nothing wrong. Oh, my gosh. So we're going to put a blue dot over your head and change your voice. Okay, so just shoulders. All you're gonna yeah, see is shoulders. All you're gonna see is shoulders. It's gonna be like gangland. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> I followed him back to the place he had drugs. <laughs> so, uh, as I always say, um, you're not a hoe. They're just hating because you're having fun. And you're not trash. You're somebody's treasure. And that's the word to Mundo. Until next time, I bid you adieu.